Hola y bienvenidos a la Daily Hustle. Soy Enrique Byrones y presidente de esa mejor cerveza. No abate por No Filter Network. Miguelito San Diego, a.k.a. Bobby Ball. Not with us today, but dead or alive, job or no job, we salute our boy. Yes, 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 yes. Woo! A very pleasant good morning to you. Happy Tuesday. Remember this, folks. When we are juiceful, we are useful. And when we are juiceless, we are fucking useless. Today is September the 5th, 2023. And of course, we are sponsored in large part. By 818 Tequila. Had plenty of this over the weekend. You probably still hear it in my uh, voice. Another new proud sponsor, KT Tate. We have skin prep wipes here. We have the Pro Oxygen Tape, which is next level for getting the blood flowing to any and all areas that you may be having issue with. The blister prevention here is for our ultra runners anyone who likes banging the trails getting after it we know you will inevitably deal with blisters so we have some protection here and then last but definitely not least we want to keep our package nice and tight prepared and chafe free so we got the chafe safe that all said we uh also have verge that's right. Try Verge if you have any issues with concentration, focus. Try Verge is where you want to go. This is a little under the tongue. Uh, I don't know what it's called, a solvable or soluble or yeah, who gives a shit? There's like these little beads and what's in it? That's a very good question. It says raw organic golden hemp seed oil. Organic varin oil. Full spectrum hemp of oil extract. And well, here we go. It's not the high feeling like you're taking a bong rip. It's a very subtle, I don't even know what you want to call it. But they have these little bottles too that I take that have ginger lemon and a little bit of this cannabis that puts you on that right level we're a life optimization podcast first and foremost broadcast now on the bleed podcast network as well as caffeine tv so we like to welcome our partners uh, from there and then of course we cannot forget about the daily hustle 222 unfiltered life guidance from a human crash test dummy if you have not picked up a copy, slap yourself in the face, kick yourself in the midsection. Go to ericburns.com, and while you're there, pick yourself up a footboard. You will be thanking me later. So, a uh, solid weekend this weekend, playing in a baseball tournament over Labor Day. A quick shout-out to the man, the myth, the legend that is Giuseppe Pepe Manuele, who 
was on here for an audio test this morning, but he cooked meatballs, the family recipe, I imagine, for 50 of our closest friends that we had no idea if we're going to show up. It's one of those things that every now and again, you throw out the open invite and you're like, yeah, maybe we'll get a couple families. Well, we ended up getting everyone. And Joe was put in charge of this meatball lunch, which is just fucking fantastic. We had to ration them. Uh, some, some of the wives didn't get fed. Uh, I, I, I stuck a couple at the end, but it did, Joe, it was awesome. And a good weekend of baseball. It was our first weekend with the Let Them Play 12U team, which is this new team that we put together. We have a few kids from Southern California, a few kids from the Central Valley, a few Northern California kids. We're basically going to play up in Northern California a little bit and Southern California a little bit, Central California a little bit, take a trip to Vegas. But it was the first time the boys played together and awesome. They went out there, they kicked ass, they played really well. And we ended up, uh, this one, it was tough to swallow, but we ended up, Getting the number one seed out of the 10 teams, I think we gave up seven or seven runs, eight runs, maybe the entire time, scored 50-something. And it wasn't just the numbers. It was how we were getting to those numbers. Guys took great at bats. Defensively, they were solid. Our pitchers pounded the zone. And we ran into a, a tough pitcher in the semifinal game, and we ended up losing 6-5. So, Per a straw, there's no question in my mind, like I told the boys after the game, who the better team is. This is baseball, though. You're, you're not going to win them all. So I remember last year we lost our first game of the year and then went on to win like 25, 26. Colton thought it was 28. but So we'll try to start a streak from here. It's going to be tough. We're going down to Huntington Beach in a couple weeks for the next adventure. But it's... A winning and learning experience, no doubt. Fun facts of the day. September 5th, 2023, as I mentioned before, thought of the day. The way I see it, if you want the rainbow, you got to put up with the rain. I fucking love that. Dolly Parton. Thank you, Dolly. Joke of the day. Why is two plus two equals five? Like your left foot. It's not right. Random fact of the day. If you sneeze too hard, you can fracture a rib. If you block the pressure of your sneeze, it can cause a rupture of the eardrums. Huh. Irritate the throat and, in worst cases, rupture blood vessels in your brain or eyes. Yeah, that's why you don't want to hold a sneeze in. I mean, you got to let that fucker out, right? Tara is either one or the other. This is my lovely wife. I mean, basically, she will sneeze. And it's either like this. Where she holds it in. Or it's, Achoo! And it's just like, whoa! Holy shit, honey, are you okay? So we're going to have to share this uh, random fact of the day with her just 
for her safety. We don't want her either fracturing a rib or rupturing blood vessels in her brain or eyes. Journal prompt of the day. I am very proud because. Okay. How about I'm very proud because of the way the boys played this weekend. I'm proud of the fact that they came together, that they were juiceful, that they were encouraging, that they were great teammates, that nobody complained. They had a smile on their face. They didn't ask about positions or anything else, although we did get Diesel, our uh, tiny little left-handed outfielder at shortstop for an inning, which... Uh, it wasn't even position buffet. I just put him there. Kid's a baller, man. Handled it, no problem. So I think the way we even handled the loss and fought to the end, we were down 6-2 in the final inning. And we made it 6-5. Oh, just one of those things that happens. That is going to happen in 12U baseball. It's not one of those things where someone's going to go 100-0. Now, has it happened before? Sure. You want to stack it with a bunch of overgrowing kids that should be sophomores in high school? Yeah, maybe. But overall, this is a team that's going to develop. I think we're going to be very competitive on the national landscape, and I'm proud of the way the boys went about their business. All right, news stories for today. Of course, we're a life optimization podcast exploring the Biggest news stories, sports scores, and weather phenomenons around the world. So today, uh, the number one story, Delta flight makes U-turn. Hold on. Let's try this again. The number one story, Delta flight makes U-turn over diarrhea incident. What the fuck? A Delta flight. From Atlanta to Barcelona, and for my Spanish-speaking audience uh, that live out in Spain, you know why I give you that Barcelona. I always need to go ahead and classify my lisp. Uh, it was forced to turn around because of what pilots say was a biohazard issue after a passenger had diarrhea on board, media reports say. Flight 194 was two hours into its journey on Friday evening when the pilot reportedly asked to head back. In audio posted to X, formerly Twitter, he said a passenger had diarrhea all the way through the airplane. The plane was clean and flew to Barcelona the next day. Okay. Uh, here's the quote. We've had a passenger who's had diarrhea all the way to the airplane, all the way through the airplane. <laughs> so they want us to come back to Atlanta, says the audio recording on X, allegedly from air traffic control. In a statement to the insider website, Delta confirmed there had been a medical issue on board, which meant the plane had to return to Atlanta and be cleaned. Delta flight 194 from Atlanta to Barcelona returned to Atlanta following the onboard medical issue. Our teams worked as quickly and safely as possible to thoroughly clean the airplane 
and get our customers to their final destination. We sincerely apologize to our customers for the delay and inconvenience to their travel plans. Oh, yeah. All right. So you're two hours into a flight. I'm not talking to you, Siri. Jeez. No, leave me alone. So we're two hours into a flight and we're heading to Barcelona. This is a really interesting predicament because if you're on that flight and you got to imagine, that, like the airplane's gigantic. I mean, with the guy, what did the guy shit? Like, even if he shit up and down the, the aisle, and we're assuming that he was wearing shorts. And so now it's leaking on the carpet and everything. And it may have been a grotesque smell. I mean, at some point, you got an on-air mechanic, right? Now, the flight attendants may have refused cleaning it up. But with, I mean, I clean up dog shit every day. Was it that big of a deal to clean up some human shit? Grab a rag. Grab a little water, a little soap, and a little of that doggy spray or whatever else. Clean that pitch and let's go. I mean, to turn the flight around and go all the way back to Atlanta and then add basically a, a, a half a day to a day to the trip, it's fucking absurd. That doesn't make any sense. Literally, that passenger would have had to shit in the pilot's lap if you ask me because then at that point at the dude's station just lock him in the bathroom but to go back to atlanta delay the flight go the next down he just ridiculous absolutely ridiculous that's our top news story for today uh the next one here that piqued my attention was a mom shamed for bringing her son to Burning Man. Now, Burning Man, if you guys don't remember, for I think I've mentioned this on Friday, but the rains hit in Nevada and flooded Burning Man. So people were stuck there for several days in the sand and the mud. I, they, they made it sound like a big deal, but I'm kind of guessing, and maybe I'm wrong. But it wasn't that big of a deal. If you have your campers and you have everything else, well, you, you go there to live off the fucking land and we get a little rain and full lockdown order. I get that, not letting people in and out. But to think that this was this dire situation in Burning Man where they're saying ration food and this, the fuck? They were there. Everyone was there, was prepared for all that shit. So anyhow, in the midst of all this, a mom had her son at Burning Man. Her name's Bianca Snyder. And she's urging moms to be confident using the devil's lettuce and slamming sanctity mommies who shame her for taking her son to Burning Man every year. This is great. You won't believe the number of times I've heard Burning Man is not a place for kids. She wrote on TikTok with a montage of her family enjoying Burning Man festivities. Her seven-year-old son, Tage, is seen sliding down an illuminated slide, sifting 
through books at the Burners Self-Help Library and dancing near neon sculptures in the desert community. In another video, Tage is seen playing burner ball. I don't know what the fuck that is, but I want to play. With a motley crew of festival goers. You know what? Let's hit it. Let's hit the link and see what burner ball is. Oh, geez. That is not burner ball. It just took me to TikTok. I'm back to news. So it says, quote, I think Burning Man is not a place for crotchy adults. Crotchety adults. Burning Man is everything that you didn't know you needed. But it is definitely a place for kids of all ages. Snyder wrote, if you are not ready to release your inner child into the world, then you should probably stay home and watch on TV. First of all, who the fuck is watching Burning Man on TV? Second of all, I agree with her. Burning Man is not the place for crotchety adults. Is it a place for children? I don't know. If that's how you want to raise your child, yeah, sure. I have no problem with it. It's like anything, though. If you're in this world, is this world a place for your child? Where you have sex, drugs, rock and roll, all this other shit, right? It's what you're exposing them to. Now, Burning Man, as I understand it, is its own city. And so, although something may be going on over here, that doesn't mean it's going on over here. And I don't know how many of the, you know, straight freaking orgies and everything else are going on. But you got to figure that so long as you're not exposing your kid to, I don't know, just endless eight balls and you know, whatever other trippy mushrooms and acid and whatever else is going on out there. I mean, it's just use your imagination, but I, I, I gotta believe that if I went to Bernie man, I take my kid. I literally, I take all three of my kids, but I'd be very cautious about where we go and what we do now for those who are, are crushing her. I would say, look, Well, I actually would say, look yourself in the mirror before you start casting judgment because your little fuckers are sitting in the corner with an iPad or an iPhone and rotting away their minds. It's it's now to the point where uh, it's I watch this with my own kids. It's awful. It really is. I I took Biscuit's phone away the other day. He's no intentions of giving it back to him unless he goes somewhere and I need to communicate with him. That's it. Honestly, now that came on the heels of him losing his baseball glove. And so if you're not responsible with a glove, then you're not responsible to have a phone. Uh, The same thing with Callie, where every down moment. Now, she is the most beautiful, free-spirited kids I've ever ever met in my life. She's just, she's amazing. But if you don't entertain her, then she's going to do what every other kid does and it's default to their phone because they're constantly looking to be entertained. Even, you know, Biscuit yesterday on the ride home, he's like, you know, daddy can have my phone. I go, no. 
He's like, well, I'm three hours right home. I have nothing. And next thing you know, him and I had a, let's call it a 45 minute to an hour conversation about the weekend. Not forced, but when you don't have these devices in front of you for this entertainment, you revert back to what we used to do when we were kids. And we, it's called you fucking talk to each other. It's called you have normal conversation. I saw a clip on IG this morning and it was all about the 80s. It was about going to the mall in the 80s. Oh, that was everything, right? And it was the Saturday morning when I called Luke Klepsch and I said, dude, I'll ride my bike down to your house in Palo Alto. We'll meet there. We'll roll to the mall. We'll peg our pants. I will. We'll, we'll get our little wavy hair. Like it's just that was it. And we go to the mall and we just go shop to shop. We check out chicks, and then you know eventually we get bored. We go back. We grab our skateboards. Our Powell Peraltas. Go to the skate park. Maybe take a hit off. Uh, Luke's parents, Billy and Caroline, they used to have these joints that they had stashed in this back drawer. So we go just not inhaling, have no idea what we're doing. It's kids being kids. Finish it off with a one-on-one game of hoops. Maybe if we found another couple kids at the park, Waverly right down the street. Yeah, that was that was it. But man, like you had to have conversations and it's just I get a little sad when I see 10 kids hanging out and, and 10 kids with their heads buried in devices. So, we as parents, educators, teachers, coaches, what's our job is to provide alternative entertainment. That's it. Cuz otherwise, they will revert back to that Every single time. So in conclusion to all this, I 100% would take my kids to bring them in with the thought and idea that devices will disappear and they're going to have to have to learn how to, how to live and communicate within this society. But I would just take extra special care and pay extra attention uh, of where exactly they're going and what exactly they're doing. Chloe, my oldest, is the most responsible one we have. But I think even she, and she would be the most Bernie men, like, no, in her mind, probably wouldn't make sense. But I also think she'd be able to embrace it. And I, I want to go for an educational experience more than anything. Like, I don't, I want to see what's there. And I, ideally, I'd, want to link up with someone I know so it's a comfortable situation, someone who knows the lay of the land. But overall, yeah. I mean, as far as everyone else is concerned, fuck off. If the mom wants to bring her kid to Burning Man, who gives a shit? It's not up to us to judge how you are going to parent your child. Uh, last big news topic, we usually like hit three. I mean, it's funny that we had the shitty story as number one was 
Putin and the North Korea leader, Kim Jong-un, meeting, but I'm not interested in that either. I don't know if this is whacked out internet or what, but this is not loading. So let's hit the Major League Baseball scores from yesterday. And then we'll get into a Cy Young award debate in the National League now because Justin Steele has been absolutely fucking killing it. Uh, Yesterday on Labor Day was the Royals 12-1 over the White Sox. Who gives a shit at this point, right? Royals are 43-96, White Sox 53-85, and a couple of terrible seasons. But Oliveris for the Royals pounded two homers. Good for him. Giants go down to the Cubs. And previously mentioned Justin Steele was fucking fantastic. He punched out 12 in the shutout victory. Saya Suzuki, his 15th homer of the year. Paul DeYoung made a nice defensive play out there at shortstop. Astros 13-6 over the Rangers. This is really coming down to be a a great race in the American League West. You got the Astros, the Rangers, and Seattle that are basically all tied. Uh, The Astros had a six-run seventh inning. And Yandy, no, excuse me, Yannier Diaz, a three-run jack is his 21st. The A's are hanging in there. They're 42 and 96. They go down 6-5 to the Bluebirds, though. I did see, let's see, Espinosa go ahead, double, but Butler for the A's. If you guys haven't seen this guy, check him out. He's fucking good. I, at least his swing is beautiful as could be. Let's see exactly how well Butler is doing. Because every time that I've seen, I, I think it was only, let's see, at center field. He's got a 717 OPS. So it's not terrible, but Lawrence Butler, the kid from Burlington, New Jersey, he was the, let's see, 173rd pick in the sixth round of the 2018 draft out of Westlake High School in Atlanta, Georgia. But right now, he uh, currently is hitting 246 with a 717 OPS. We've talked about him before. He looks like Ellie De La Cruz. Like, just physical appearance. Now, can he play like L.A. Dick Cruz? Yeah. That's tough. But hopefully uh, he pans out for the A's. D-backs 4-2 over the Rockies. It was Corbin Carroll with an RBI triple. And Jace Peterson. I've liked Jace Peterson since he came up with Atlanta. He's a stud. A two-run double for the D-backs. They're 71-67, and so they're hanging on. In that National League wildcard race. Red 6-3 over the Mariners. It was Spencer Steer with a three-run homer. His 20th for the Reds. And then Julio Rodriguez, his 25th homer. Becoming the first player in the history of Major League Baseball to go 25-25 in their first two seasons. Good on J-Rod. Red Sox, they're trying to stick around. There's seven three winners in Tampa. They broke a 13-game losing streak. 
Tristan Casas, a three-run homer, is 23rd. And by the way, uh, just a quick mention that Bobby Dahlbeck, at least when I looked a couple weeks ago, is in AAA with the Red Sox. And he's fucking killing it. He's been absolutely on fire. And has gotten, I mean, no love as far as I could see. But he's was one of the Red Sox dudes and has had some shiny moments for them. He definitely has some swing and miss in his game, but was having like such a great year, but has been rotting away in, in triple A. So would love to see our boy Bobby get another shot. And if not, if you're the Red Sox, just fucking trade him. Uh, twins, 26 winners over the Guardians. Lucas Giolito got lit. His first start with the Guardians. I, I guess I was reading an article last night. He made MLB history by giving up eight runs with three different teams in the same season. It was with the White Sox, with the Angels, and now with the Indians. And Royce Lewis, a six RBI night, another grand slam, his third in, I think it was the last nine days. Like, it's just fucking unfathomable. I hit 100 homers without hitting a grand slam until I hit a homer number 101 against Tom Glavin before I finally hit a grand slam. Pirates 4-2 over the Brewers. You got Cabrian Hayes, the solo homer, his 12th. And Sawinski, I love this dude, his 23rd homer of the year. Phillies 9-7 over the pod squad. Padres, uh, every time you think they might be getting back into it, they're just not. Uh, Stott had a four-hit game for the Phillies. And Kyle Schwarber. His 40th home run of the season. Good on Kyle Schwerber. Orioles, 6-3 winners over the Angels in the nightcap. I listened to this game on the way home. You want to do something that's therapeutic? Listen to a baseball game on the radio. It still has that. I don't know if it's something about them describing it and then you trying to picture it. And we're using different mental imageries to try to figure out what exactly it looks like. But I, I was uh, just a pleasurable experience. As far as the standings are concerned, let's see here. You got Baltimore up in the East, three and a half games up on Tampa. Minnesota six up on Cleveland. Seattle and Houston are tied. Texas is now one back. And that's in the American League. In the National League, in the East, it's the Braves 14 and a half above the Phillies. The Milwaukee's two and a half up on Chicago. So theoretically, Chicago could win the National League Central. They got to be shooting for that. And then you have Cincinnati, who's five and a half back in that division in the Central. And then the West, it's the Dodgers. 84 and 52, 14 games up on the second place Arizona Diamondbacks, 15 games up on the 70 and 68 San Francisco Giants. The wild card is Tampa, Houston, and Texas. Toronto is now on the outside looking in a half game back 
And then Boston is four and a half back. So Boston does still have a little bit of a chance. In the National League, it's Philly, Chicago, and Arizona. But Arizona happens to be tied with Cincinnati. And then you have Miami, who's still sticking around. They're a half game back. And then San Francisco is an entire game back. Uh, As far as the power rankings are concerned, I mean, everyone loves power rankings. It really don't mean shit. Talking about the top dog status here. We have reached the point in the season when even with the extra added day of the week because of Labor Day holiday, it's difficult for teams to make too much of a leap in our weekly power rankings. So here's the biggest jump. The Guardians surprised some people with their aggressive waiver claims from the Angels. And while that might not have immediately resulted in dramatic move in the standings, our voters at the very least recognize the effort and push them up two spots. Unfortunately for them, one of the two other teams to go up two spots was the Twins, the very team and the only realistic team they're trying to chase down. The other team went up two spots was the Mets, for what it's worth. It's not worth shit. The biggest drop, the Red Sox have had a nice season, a better one than their fans might have necessarily or been willing to acknowledge this year. They're also set up well for the future, at least better than that, say the Yankees seem to be, but their wipeout sweep at home against the Astros last week after losing two of three to the Dodgers the weekend before, also at home, may have dropped them out of the wild card race. Well, we'll see. Let's go over the top five right here. It's the Braves, 90 and 46. They're the best team in baseball. Number two, the Orioles. They're right behind. The Orioles' success has essentially come on their ability to hit with runners in scoring position. I, I they, they had some crazy stats last night that I was listening to during the game. But these guys have been incredible with runners in scoring position. Second best in all of baseball, I imagine, probably to the Braves. The Dodgers are number three. Sitting there, I mean, they're just, they're, they're prime. Kershaw's back. He's healthy. It's on. And the one thing about the Dodgers, though, is that they, what, they they swept, who was it? They swept somebody, and then after that, the Braves came in and absolutely beat the shit out of them. Let's say the Dodgers will have to console themselves with the fact that their magic number is going to hit single digits sometime in the next few days. And the number two seed in the first round by is waiting for them. Yeah, they definitely want to chase that down. But it, it was very clear. They salvaged the last game of the series against the Braves. But it's very clear who the better team was. So, you know, there's, 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 again, no question about it. And then you have the National League MVP debate. Henry puts up, up on no filter about it. And... You know, the guys in the race, it's Mookie Betts and it's Ronald Cunha Jr. are the top two. The fact, though, that we don't mention Freddie Freeman is a fucking crime. Look at Freddie Freeman's numbers compared to those two. But if there was a 
dude that differentiated himself, that put himself on another level, that clearly established himself as a four uh, front runner in the MVP race, it's Acuna. He went into Dodger Stadium and absolutely killed. Now, Mookie did great. I think it was two homers with the first night. But do not lose sight or lose mention here of Freddie Freeman. Uh, Number four is the Rays. They're at 83 and 55. And then number five is the Mariners. It's tough to put the Mariners number five. I mean, you can put a five, but then what? Are the Astros and the Rangers next? No, look. The Astros, they have at seven. The Rangers, they have at nine. And you got the Mariners at five? Why? Hmm. Brewers are at six. That's way too fucking high. Astros at seven. Phillies at eight. Rangers at nine. Blue Jays at 10. I think that's too high, too. Cubs at 11. I put the Cubs over the Blue Jays right now. Twins at 12. Diamondbacks at 13. Reds at 14. Giants at 15. They're reeling. You can't go into San Diego and get your dicks kicked in like that. Just can't do it. You're a playoff team. You got to go in there and act like a playoff team. And they didn't. So now they find themselves on the outside looking in. Marlins at 16. Red Sox at 17. Guardians at 18. Yankees at 19. Padres at 20. Angels at 21. Mets at 22. Pirates at 23. Tigers at 24. Good on AJ Hinch. Nationals at 25. They dropped them down. They were at 22. Cardinals at 26. White Sox at 27. Rockies at 28. Royals at 29. And mm, the Oakland Athletics at 30. So the Cy Young debate now is heating up in the National League. Blake Snell has been fantastic for the Padres. Spencer Strider is one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. And then of course, Justin Steele, the guy who shut out the Giants Last night, 5 nothing. Uh, the, their approach against Steele was dog shit, man. Uh, he had some innings that literally felt as if you blinked, they were over. I mean, literally got up and took a piss and came back and just like, whoa, innings done? One of them was a four-pitch inning. There was another really short one in there. But... The kid from Mississippi has been fucking lights out. These are his numbers even before last night. It was 269 ERA, 15-3. So he won his 16th game last night. His whip is at like 117, which isn't great, but check this out. His ERA plus is 168. I mean, that's an astronomical number. That's 68%. Above league average. And I don't know if it's because of the scoring conditions in which he pitches because it's Wrigley Field and often the wind is blowing out there. But compare that to the 124 ERA plus for Spencer Strider. If you ask me who's nastier, it's Strider. It's not even close. Blake Snell is at 157. So... 
If you just went by ERA plus, Zach Gallon's at 129, and Logan Webb, who would be the other contender in this, is at 121. Your National League Cy Young Award winner is Justin fucking Steele. If he could keep this up down the stretch, I don't know how much we look into wins and losses anymore. But the fact that every time he takes the ball, it seems like the Cubs are fucking winning has got to account for something. The kid's 28 years old. I read all about him this morning. He wasn't this crazy high-round draft pick. He signed out of high school and then ended up being one of those, say, COVID minor league victims in which he didn't even play in 2020. He got to the big leagues in 2021. 2022, he had a, a really nice year for the Cubs. He had like a 3 one ADRA or something. And now 2023, he's coming into his own. I mean, this is it. This is the prime of uh, his career. And, and it's, I love the, the pitchers because, not pitchers, but you get to that, call it 27 to 32 range. And in baseball, there's this balance and blend if you do take care of yourself, that if you're able to accumulate the knowledge and the experience, those are your peak years. Uh, it's not that I don't think it's the, I'd call it the 21 to 25 years. It's much more those 27 to 32 that when you're able to apply the knowledge and the experience, it'll take you to another level. So Justin Steele, let's look out for him. Severe weather, uh, by the way. Actually, you know what? Before I get into severe weather, how about Duke last night? taking down Dabo and Clemson. The final score was, I think, let's see here, 20, was it 28 to 7? Yep, 28-7. Duke covers the 12 and a half point spread. The under hits at 50, the under 54 hits. But to watch the crowd react the way they did. This really makes college football interesting. And the transfer portal and what's going on there, I believe potentially could add more parity to college sports. And the reason being is that if you're a school like Duke with a huge endowment, and not to say that they're dipping into that, but look, huge endowment means huge donors. And so you know they have to have had created some sort of other fund to pay these athletes to come. But to think that Clemson could go down to Duke, like let's just say you're a high school senior or you're at another school and you're trying to think, you're thinking about transferring. You're not going to fucking Duke. That's play football. Not, not to go to a top program. Well, if you get a few extra Benjamins, yeah, why not? So Colorado and Duke are the two huge stories from the weekend. I call it the weekend. I guess that was, you know, Monday, but that was all part of the long Labor Day weekend. And again, before the 
Before the weather, one more time here. I want to touch upon Deion Sanders because I actually went so far to post this this morning. Joe Giuseppe Pepe Manuelli sent it to me the other night. I've literally been watching this for fucking two days. I, I just keep bringing it back up. I, uh, I can't get enough. Coach Prime and what he's doing and the victory that Colorado had over TCU as 20-point underdogs is one of the more remarkable things I think we've seen in a long time. The fact that they had 54 players leave. They brought in 50-plus players. And to be able to put that together in such a short period of time to go beat a team that was in the national championship game last year, it's fucking wild. Dion's kids, the real deal, too. So make no mistake about it. I don't think Colorado is going anywhere. There, I brought it up on the Yankee Hustle just recently. It was last week. There's these crazy bets that went on Colorado to win the national championship. Like, and I don't know. It was like, put up a hundred bucks, win a million. Like it was, it was that ridiculous. Maybe it was a thousand and a million, but I don't look, maybe they run the table. Maybe they don't. I, we could take a look at their schedule, but it, it's just, it's crazy to think that if they start there, now what? I mean, that was one of the top teams in the country. At least they're supposed to be. So, we'll see. They'll be able to score with anybody. I just don't know they're going to be able to prevent. That's where it's going to come down to. Uh, they, they obviously have the offense to do it. Dion's kids is legit, legit. I put him up against anybody else in the country at quarterback. But this is a whole different ballgame here. Uh, the speech went like this, and this was before they went out to play. One of the best speeches I ever heard in my life. Wrote it down. Like, I went word for word, by the way, into my iPhone. Like, that's how much I wanted this thing copied. I sent a, what do you call it? Vid, vid, video, written transcript, all of it to the kids. This is everything. Quote, God gave me a word a long time ago, but he's been holding it. Because it's not about them. It's about us. This has nothing to do with the team that's opposing us. This is about us. This ain't got nothing to do about the naysayers, the unbelievers, the haters, the doubters. This is about us. When we started this journey, we told you it was going to be trying. It was going to be tough. But you endured because it was about us that man next to you is a miracle that man next to you is a believer that man next to you is a go-getter that man next to you is a dog that man next to you is somebody who want this thing that man next to you is somebody who believes that man next to you is somebody who's got to have it today we ain't got tomorrow we got now. We ain't coming no more. We are here. Give me my theme music. I mean, it was, it was electrifying. 
It really was. It was one of the coolest speeches I'd ever heard in my entire life. So I lost track of time here, as you uh, could probably imagine. But let's hit the weather, personalized weather ports. Let me get the fuck out of here. So today is looking at severe weather. I know it was in the northern plains. No, the southern plains in the northern part, northern central part of the country. Dual severe weather threats. Yep. Upper Midwest and southern plains. Severe storms with isolated large hail and damaging winds will be possible on Tuesday across parts of the upper Mississippi Valley, including the Minneapolis area and further south into the swath that covers parts of Missouri and Oklahoma. The threat on Tuesday comes a day after severe thunderstorms slammed the Dakotas and parts of Missouri with ferocious wind gusts that reach 70 to 80 miles per hour. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, multiple days of rain inbound for the Northeast as well in the mid Atlantic. Well, who gives a fuck because they're not paying attention to the show. But those on our personalized weather report are one of these days I'm going to get this actually really organized and really simple where I don't have 19,000 apps. You guys deal with that? The apps that just freaking, I mean, look, look at this. Ready? Bye. Bye. Yeah. I swear I have more apps than anybody. No, wrong way. Too many apps? Yes, I thought so. All right, today's trucky weather right now currently. What? 68 degrees. I, I started the show was 57 when I first got in here. 11 degrees already. It'll be a high of 75, low of 43. Gorgeous day out here in Truckee, California, Half Moon Bay. I pull it up there, but it's not working. Here it says 61 degrees, high of 65, low of 55, cloudy conditions. It was beautiful and uh, just awesome to spend the weekend back in the HMB. New York, Chief Waters, 91 degrees, high of 93, low of 75. Phoenix, Arizona, Kowalski, Michelle Drew, 91 degrees, high of 102, low of 74. Auburn, 75 degrees, high of 85, low of 59. Duluth, Minnesota, Gene, good morning to you. 83 degrees, high of 86. It's hot as shit. What the fuck? Yep, that's where you're getting the thunder showers. Chattanooga, Tennessee, Amo, you got rain coming your way too. 85 degrees, high of 87. Gary Tagliafico, long live the Peninsula Mets. Yep, 66 degrees. High of 73, low 55, Las Vegas, Nevada. Michael, good morning to you. Thank you for all the reels you continue to send. It makes for fantastic content. Uh, you're looking at sunny conditions for the course of the whole day. How about the Savannah Bananas? I think playing their last home game of the year, 89 degrees, high of 90, low of 69 in the land of the Plotnos, Fresno, California. Brothers Batoyan, 79 degrees right now, high of 91. Neckersfield. Buckwheat, what's up? 79 degrees, high of 91 as well. Hemet, California, Stephen Luker. Good morning to you, dude. 71 degrees, high of 85, a low of 57. 
John Emmanuel Ramos, Henderson, and Makati City. 79 degrees high of 89. And, yep, thunder showers, as there is every single day in Makati City. And we are international once again, motherfuckers. Cherry Hill, New Jersey, 91 degrees high of 93, low of 71. That's for Duncan Dad. Montgomery, Alabama, the home of the biscuits. 90 degrees currently right now. Sunny conditions, high of 93. Looks hot out there. Germantown, Wisconsin. Jesse Burns, my brother from another mother. You guys got the heat going on up there, too. 86 degrees high of 89. Orchard Park, the whole northern part of the country is hot as shit. Wow. 84 degrees high of 85. Low of 68 for Pat O'Connell and the Busey brothers. South Haven, Mississippi, 85 degrees high of 85. We hit our high right now. And it looks like you got some thunder showers coming tomorrow. I mean, at some point, this whole thing just combusts. And RJ out in Boise. Sup, RJ? Good morning to you. 72 degrees, high of 80, low of 56. If you like your own personalized weather report, go ahead and um, let me know. I'll put you in the rotation because, of course... We are live. We are interactive. If you're watching this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, come check us out. Usually it's, I say check us. Usually it's been me. Kowalski joins every now and again. He's been missing for like six months now. Uh, so anyhow, usually we go about 8.30 in that 8.30 to 9 range on nofilter.net. Just pay attention to scheduling there. Tonight is Deuces Wild. That is our primo show with will the thrill Clark. We will have the giants and the Cubs on tonight. So we'll go full alternative broadcast as well. Uh, as always, let's finish this thing with a little James Allen effect on thought on health and the body. The body is a servant of the mind. It obeys the operations of the mind, whether they be deliberately chosen or automatically expressed at the bidding of unlawful thoughts. The body sinks rapidly into disease and decay. Think about that. At the command of glad and beautiful thoughts, it becomes clothed with youthfulness and beauty. Bottom line, think good thoughts. That's it. Of all shows, that was one of them. 6 p.m. tonight, Deuces Wild. The show is already up, locked, loaded, reserve your tickets, and we will see you tonight. Daily Hustle back tomorrow. Maybe I can finally get the timing right of the 44 minutes. Everyone have a fantastic day.